So you can get all the new hot features available for you. It's GoGo Radio Live. Yo, man, don't treat you right. Let me treat you back. Man, don't touch that body. Let me eat you back. Yo, man, out in tune, you should skate back. We got that type of shit that make them wanna hate back. Just keep it real with me, girl, I swear. That thing clap when you walk, I swear. Pretty smile and you know you got them pretty toes Always in your lane and you don't roll with Hey you guys, it's me, your favorite Pure Romance consultant, Pure Romance by Esther. Make sure you guys check out my website at www.pureromance.com slash E-S-T-H-E-R. And also, make sure you guys tune in each and every Wednesday to Party Mode Live, because guess what? During the Bedroom Talk segment, I will be giving out a special code for you guys to get a special discount when you shop with me. So make sure you guys are tuning in each and every Wednesday to Party Mode Live, the party before the party. I'm your girl, Justice J, also known as Pure Romance by Esther. DJ Rick Entertainment. Big sound, professional equipment, competitive pricing. Who else you gonna go with? DJ Rick can handle all your live sound needs at any event in the DMV. Large or small, indoors, outdoors, weddings, barbecues, and even your friendly neighborhood protests. You need an experienced and professional sound man? Call DJ Rick Entertainment, 202-749-7903. That's 202-749-7903. Wait, wait a minute. I know what you're thinking. Man, DJ Rick got my event sounding so good. How can I live stream it on the internet? Well, guess what? DJ Rick offers live streaming services too. So you can Facebook and YouTube your event worldwide with full audio fidelity. Call DJ Rick Entertainment, 202-749-7903. Or send them an email, djrick4321 at gmail.com. That's djric4321 at gmail.com. Big Sal at competitive pricing. And now live streaming, DJ Rick Entertainment. Who else you gonna go with? So, Miss Silver Logan Sharp, y'all, <laughs> she is here, and we are going to welcome her to Party Mode Live, and she's going to be part of the Party Mode Live crew. Welcome, Miss Logan Sharp. Oh, How no. you doing? Yes, sir. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. She was like, let me do her name right. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love it. 
I love it. I love it. Thank you for that. What's up, y'all? How you doing? We good. We're good. We're honored to have you here tonight. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. It's my absolute pleasure trying to make sure my sound is doing all right. It's okay. Issues on our end. You're fine. Okay, just as long. Okay, I just want to make sure it's all good. <laughs> okay, so you know, Zoom um, life, honey. Zoom and StreamYard exactly, life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's been like that for for a year now, and way too long. Um, respectfully, Party Mode Life has been doing this now for such a long time, and we still we still were able to win an award last year for best radio show. So to be able to do that That's from awesome. going in studio to right in studio to going streaming, great, 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 great. So to have you Absolutely. on the show, this is a this is a pleasure. This is an honor, and like I said, this is one more thing Thank we can you. check off of our bucket list because now we can move on to bigger artists. Wow. Because wow. like, this is just this is major for us to have a major recording artist on our show. Oh, thank so, you, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. This okay, so the awesome. first question. Let's let's go ahead and jump right on in. Okay. How did you get started in music altogether? Wow. Um, I'm I am one of those kids whose mother, grandmother, you know, it's it's a bit in my lineage, for lack of a better description. Um, my mother is, she's still with us and she's a, you know, in, in fact, she's my executive producer with my company, but you know, she was a dancer and singer and actress and all those things, as well as an educator and, you know, degrees up the wazoo and all that. And so I was around it my whole life. I gravitated to it immediately. I could catch on quick. I could, you know, do all those things and she nurtured it. So for lack of a better description, you know what I'm saying? I got it from my mama, okay? And, and, uh, and she, you know, she nurtured it. She facilitated it. I, I've been in dance classes and everything my entire life. I, I liken it to um, if a pro ball player has a son, and when they get of age, they start going to practice, and they start hanging out in the locker room, and they start meeting the players, and they start, you know, learning – you know, uh, from the ground up and being around people who do it. And, you know, uh, for example, being in bands, uh, you know, kids that grow up with parents that are in bands, <laughs> you go into rehearsal, sound check, you learn how to wrap <laughs> mic tables, you, you know, um, you know, so I've kind of, I've kind of literally been in it, um, you know, since I got here. So was your, was your mom more like a, um, like, you know, a, a Joe Jackson or Not at all. She more of like a, no, we going to get this right, baby. And I'm, I'm going to really show you how it's done. Yeah, there, there was. You there, wanted to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do it. And there was there was a level of excellence now that there was not to be played with, but not in any way, shape, form, fashion. Was it. Um, I'm going to choose my words carefully. Was it uh, not in any way, shape, form or fashion? Was it treacherous? Let's say that. Um, you know, discipline, absolutely. Um, you need discipline to be in ballet class. You need discipline to take piano lessons. You need discipline to play an instrument, much like you need discipline to be a football practice and basketball, you know, things like that. They're, they're no different. The arts are no different than any other medium, um, entertainment or not. It all requires effort and work. And so 
I gravitated towards dancing um, more than instrument. You know, my attention even back then, uh, probably for really learning the discipline of piano was challenging. You know, I can pluck out a few notes. Never mind, there's a concert grand piano behind me. But my husband <laughs> is an amazing producer and pianist, so he's he's the genius there. But um, but you know, I know my way around it. That kind of thing. I played flute. I played guitar, but I gravitated towards dancing and choreographing and and really producing even at 10 i was putting shows together you know with my you know for uh you know every summer we would go to carolinas to visit my grandparents and my cousins would come and you know when your parents come and pick you up we put on a little show mm. but we had curtain call and intermission and costumes and they were like how does she know how to do this you know and so I, you know, you, I you sucked it up a, um, from being on, you know, on set, for lack of a better description, with her all the time. With you being a Duke Ellington graduate, yeah. Um, how did you go about choosing your genre of music? Actually, I went to Ellington for dance. I auditioned for the dance department and got in, and okay. I was in the dance department for like two years or something like that. Lord have mercy, that was a long time ago, but. Um, and I'm still very much connected to Ellington every time, you know, I get to go back and do stuff I do. But midway through, um, you know, my mother and, you know, I don't know why you don't sing. I don't know why you don't sing. Well, my mother is a ridiculous mezzo soprano, kind of with a more of a classical edge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, you know, and she could blow the doors off the place, you know, singing the Ave Marias and all kind of arias and things like that. And that was not my wheelhouse, but it is how you are trained. Mm -hmm. So um, I was just intimidated enough in the dance department, but you know, I had been dancing with Laverne Reed and all kinds of people. Shout out to Laverne Reed dancers and Adrian Bolton. They, these are homegrown DC, you know, originals, if you will. You know what I mean? That coded the hallways and, and uh, Ira Aldridge at Howard and, and at Duke Ellington and all that. So I came up in that, um, in that time. Uh, so I was a natural at it. I got in easily with, with dance. Um, and then I went to, went upstairs to the, the, at the time the vocal music department was on the third floor and, um, and I went and grabbed the late Edward Jackson, who is the reason that I have a singing career to this day. Um, and I pulled him in the hallway and I said, listen, I'm just going to sing for you. Okay. And you tell me if I need to stay in the dance department or I can come up here and sing. And, um, and I was straight with, I pulled him in the hallway, honey, cause the acoustics were fabulous in the hallway. And I took him in the hallway and I sang this song and he was like, what department are you in? And I was like, well, I'm in the dance department. He's like, okay, not anymore. I'm like, yay. You know, so then I sort of <laughs> moved over to music and thank God, cause who knew, you know, who knew that, that I would go on to make my career, you know, as a singer, although I use all my skills, dancing, acting, hosting, all of those things. Um, and then behind the scenes too, with producing and uh, styling people, you know, things like that. So it all goes together. So I'm going to turn it over to the fellas because as everybody on the show knows that I can talk the entire night. So I'm not going to steal the whole interview. It's all good. Um, so guys, do you guys have any questions? Yeah. What's up, fellas? Yeah, we How are you doing? Um, I got three questions, but we're going to leave the okay. last one before we go off. Okay. Um, you're so versatile. You're very versatile. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just found that out today. I did my homework. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you are, uh, let me, in 2015, you, you did an album, Don't Give Up, 
Yes. On, on, on yours. On you. On you. Yes. Don't give up on you. 2015. Right. Where were you at that time in your life when that when you that I would write a song like that? Yeah. <laughs> because I actually listened to the whole album. No way. Wait, the yeah. place to begin album or the Groovement album? I, well, that whole album I listened to today when I got home. Okay. okay. I had to listen. Place to begin record. I love all the songs on there. Thank you. So tell me where we, how did you, where were you at at that time in your life? So wait, okay. Doing so this song. is the Don't Give Up On You record, Place to Begin, all that stuff, right? Yeah. The one with all the, the wild hair. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. wild hair? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, it's one of my trademarks. Um, that's a good question. Where was I in that time? I think I was, you know, unfortunately, um, then, before then, and even now, um, the racial thing. You know, uh, also being uh, the concept of a do-over, the concept of if you knew what you know now, if you knew what you you know know now, then would you have done the same thing? Um, you know, I was doing a concert at Marymount University, and I was singing Kirk Franklin's um, "Imagine Me." Right, I love that song. I'm a huge Kirk Franklin fan, and he's a wonderful guy. And I was, doing, I was doing his song, his song was released at the time, but I told the audience to close their eyes and everybody did it, if you can imagine, the whole audience closed their eyes. I said, just close your eyes and just imagine what it would be like when people walk in the room and you don't judge them on sight, right? You have to feel your, you have to listen to their voices. You have to, you know, maybe smell their, you know, cologne or deodorant or whatever you might smell, hair gel, something and you start to learn people through that as opposed to because we have the gift of sight we can instantly make a judgment call oh she's this she's that she's so and so she's that you know because we have the gift of sight and everybody has it and we all do it because we have the gift of sight right but what if you didn't for a second what if what if one day nobody could see anyone would we have the same type of you know, racial tension? Would we have the same stuff that, you know, women go through in business? Would we have, you know, so, so much judgmentalness, if you will, if that's even a word, you know, would we have that? And if you could make a different decision, what would you do? What would you do? And imagine if at the drop of a hat, you could turn back and start each day all over again. Every new day is a chance you can make a choice to love anyway in spite of all the things that you cannot change. Imagine no more color lines. Those are the lyrics. And that's where I was. It was like a conversation. Just imagine. Imagine what that would be like just for one day. And so long story short, I'm going to hurry up because I know it's an interview. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where I was to answer your question, right? But the second half of that question is, so I'm singing, I'm singing Kirk Franklin's song, and it was, it was just released at the time. And I had said that to the audience right before I went into the song. And, you know, my sister Tracy Rose, shout out to Echo Rose, um, called me up and said, you know, Dr. Carolyn Boyd is trying to reach you. She has a radio show on WPFW that airs every Tuesday, you know, every third Tuesday of the month. It was some, you know, like rare moment in time when her airtime was. And this was a long time ago. And she calls me and says, I want to use your song for my, for my um, 
radio show. And I'm thinking, wow, because I had just done all this original stuff as well. So I'm thinking she wants my, one of my original songs. And she said, yeah, that Imagine song. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's not my song, but I'm sure Kirk would mind if you would hit. And so I came back and I got to writing and, and this hook, this hook had me. And so um, Daryl, my producer, and at the time, you know, he was out uh, on a gig. He came back. I said, yo, I got this hook. It was his birthday. And we were supposed to, September 18th, and we were supposed to go out for his birthday. And I said, well, we can order in because I got this hook. I got this hook. And if we just write a 30-second hook, you know, a minute hook, we can get this song on the air. And then that would help us also get our publishing. <laughs> Cause you know, there's you got it. You can't do one. It's the egg and the chicken and the cart and all that stuff. You can't get publishing without the record. You gotta need the record to get the publishing. You know, so it was all those things, right? And so we stayed in. We ordered food. We wrote the hook all night. We wrote this song until it was time for me to jump in the car, run to the station, hand her a burned CDR. Millennials, y'all look that up, and run in there, mm -hmm. and she plays it and goes right on air and plays the song. I'm in the car. I don't even have time to tell anybody to tune in. And she plays it just like that. And I go back and I'm like, okay, we're good. We, we did it now. Okay. We're and then the song keeps coming. And then the verses come and then the bridge comes. And we stay with it for a while until it is the song that you hear now. And then 13 years later, we have, uh, or wait a minute, I'm sorry. Let me go back. Uh, I never did a video for the song. I did videos for other songs, but I never did a video for that song. And when, when um, the Haiti earthquake happened, a friend of mine who loves the song did a picture montage to uh, the original record. So now fast forward, it was great and everything, a little somber, but you know, it was what it was. It was one of those moments before disasters became a monthly thing, right? Then fast forward now to COVID. And as an artist, you're thinking, well, what? What do you do? What song do you post? And who cares right now? The world's gone straight to hell. Everybody's on lockdown. Nobody knows what's going on. We all think it's going to be over in you know, a couple of months. And, and here we are a year later. And you, as an artist, you think, how do you use what you have? What song is that that gives anybody any healing? And I was once again inspired by Kirk Franklin, who took Smile and had a bunch of artists sing on it. And I was like, hmm. I've got the perfect song and let me call a couple of my friends and you know, all they can do is say no. Everybody said yes. Some said yes and couldn't do it because their schedules didn't allow. And then a girlfriend of mine, um, you know, some other, I'm paraphrasing and, you know, trying to shorten it because I know it's a long answer, but to get to the point of no more color lines. Now I changed the name. I revamped it. I had, um, uh, you know, some of my rock star friends, Cheryl Pepsi Riley, Will Downing, Howard Hewitt, CeCe Peniston, you know, and a bunch of other people, um, some more known than others, sing on it. And then after releasing that, I had, I was in the car grooving and somebody drove by me cranking some go-go. And I was like, oh, uh, right. And I pulled out some Chuck, sitting in the car grooving. When the drop came, I started singing the hook. I need a go-go mix. Ah! So I call my boy, boy battle, uh, and now you have a go go remix of No More Color Lines. Ta-da! I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like okay, it's a new song and good night. Works that way. Yeah, 
You never, I learned from uh, my, one of my mentors and good friends, Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson, Simpson, that you never know where your song is going to turn up or how it's going to get used or how it affects people. And I never really under, I, I really get that now because I had no idea that this would happen. I just wanted something purposeful and meaningful to post while we were in a pandemic and what can you do musically? How can you help? So, fellas, somebody else have a question? Because, like I said, I have more. I just got a quick question. Um, <laughs> you said you, you did your first production at 10? Yeah, I I used to, like, every year, every summer, I made them, my cousins and neighbors, participate in what would yeah. be our end of year. For example, the story of Cinderella. Yeah. And we called her Cindy from the block way before there was a J Jenny from the block. <laughs> I rewrote it like, you know, we changed the songs, like we made it hip, right? We made it hip as opposed to a fairy tale that's not about us. So we oh, translated it into a live version with us. And, you know, we, <laughs> we sing songs. Like I said, I had curtain calls, I had rehearsal, I had costumes, um, whatever they were, you know, it was, it was, I have a vivid imagination. And to be able to translate it into something that becomes tangible, watchable, listen, you can listen to, you can see. And, you know, and your job as an artist is to invoke emotion yeah. one way or the other. You know what I mean? You're supposed to give somebody a feeling. And I, you know, listen, you don't want me to do your taxes, okay? There's a lot of things <laughs> I am not good at. But um, being... Um, imaginative and being able to be whimsical and translate it into videos and stage and you know I, then have somebody nurture that and here we are you know what i mean and thank god for it i, I can't imagine doing anything else except working with animals <laughs> but other than that so 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 you know as for an exception huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, may Nick rest in peace. I caught that part. Right? Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. And if y'all tune into my show, you need to see something special. All right, so my question would be, when, not when, but how did Chick come apart? Like, I know you went up and changed your department. Oh. Using the, using the elevator. I mean, not the I elevator, like but the hallways. Right. <laughs> Was it right. chick wasn't it wasn't it wasn't together by then though, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well no, 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 no. That was that was much later. And it's actually chic. Um, uh, they they use the French pronunciation. That, that's why you word. looked at me like, who you calling the chick? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean C H I C K or C H I C? That's hilarious. No, all good, all good. Um, um, in 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 nineteen God ninety ninety ish, um, Sheik was reforming. They were Nile Rogers and the now late Bernard Edwards um, uh, were reforming Sheik, and they are the owners of the name, the organization, Nile Rogers and Bernard Edwards, and. Um, you know, now know everybody knows him for Get Lucky, but he had a million, all kinds of hits way before that. Um, but um, 
and and I think I, w- I was at the time I was singing in several bands. I was also singing background for for Gene Kahn. Y'all know Gene Kahn. Don't let it go to your head, no. Right. Mm-hmm. So Gene's like one of my godmothers, and she introduced me to Deanna Williams, who, if you know anything about the Philly sound and Gamble and Huff and all of that. Um, Deanna Williams um, is, is a, you see her all the time on the un, unsung episodes. She's a major radio player and, you know, one of the divas in the business. And uh, she and Niall had been at a music convention and he was expressing to her that he was putting Cheek back together and they had auditioned, you know, 70 girls or something ridiculous like that. And it just wasn't matching up. And she said, well, do you know Silver? And he was like, who? And she was like, Silver, dude, you don't know? Oh, okay, I got the girl for you. And so she calls me at some godly hour in the morning. Silver boo, wake up, honey, wake up. This is Auntie Diane, I need to talk to you right now. And I'm like, okay, okay. She was like, you remember Sheik, right? And I'm like, um, yeah, you mean like freak out, Sheik? Because now this is the 90s, right? And the last time anybody was talking about disco and Sheik was the 70s because that movement between the eighties and nineties was doing something else, you know, shoulder pads and prints and Minneapolis and, you know, <laughs> that's what we were doing in the eighties. You know what I mean? So, um, so she had, you know, died off for a minute, if you will, with the whole disco sucks era and all that. And so this was them making a comeback um, in the nineties. They were signed to Warner brother records she called me and I was like, yeah, I know, yeah, okay, well, they're auditioning and, you know, I'm going to call you back. It was like four, it was about five o'clock in the morning. They were coming off of a flight. And so she called, I get up and I'm like, mom, mom, oh my God, oh my God, I might have something going on. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting, I'm flipping through Machine Records. I'm like, you know, trying to, because, you know, we wasn't, uh, we weren't Googling yet at that time. You know, we, we didn't have it, we didn't have <laughs> smartphones and, you know, you couldn't have, you know, look at it in an instant. So it was like, let me go flip through the records because my mother had everybody's record. And so, um, so I was, you know, recalling who it was and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they call me back a few hours later and she's got Niall on the phone and he says, I hear you're the shit. (laughs) I said, well, yes, I am. I was like, oh my God, you know? And he was like, well, you know, we're and back then at that time, you could catch a shuttle to New York every half hour. Y'all, I don't know if y'all remember that, but you could literally go to the airport and you could catch a flight on U.S. Air and Eastern Airlines, I think it was. Flights went to New York on the half hour from 7 a.m., 6 a.m. to like 10 all day. So commuting back, and I mean, back then you didn't go to the airport for two hours. You didn't strip and take your shoes off. You know, you didn't do all that stuff. In fact, you were snatched and pulled back in those days to travel, okay? Um, you put on all your, you know, you were tipping through the airport and going somewhere. So um, she called me back and he, had, he was on the phone and they, you know, they were like, can you come to New, when can you come to New York? I was like, now I'm ready. Let's go. He was like, okay. And the assistant, I was not playing because she was like, this could really be your gig. And to him, she was like, this could really be your singer. And I took a flight. I got to Skyline Studio. I could see he and Bernard's faces pressed on the little studio window glass, looking out the thing. And they come out and say, well, you know, you sing half as good as you look, because know that I went with hair down to here and boots up to there and cleavage (laughs) out to here, and I'm going to sing y'all under the table. I'm coming to get this gig. (laughs) So I get in there, 
And I was, you know, it was, they were very complimentary and very nice and very sweet. And they had also seen a lot of girls. They were like, yeah, okay, okay, let's see what you got. So we sat down and they sang this hook to me and I sang it right back. And he goes, go in the booth, go in the booth and put the cans on. You know, you know what I was like, I got you, you know, come on, bring it. And I was, you know, um, and I had had a lot of, I had had an experience in the studio and I'll tell you how. Too Tall Steve Coleman from back in the day, um, the late Al Johnson, uh, Derek Pearson, Lowell Tucker. Um, th these are, your, you know, uh, these are the, the, the cats who were doing go-go music back then, you know, and CJ's Uptown Crew. I'm on that record. I'm on Pumplinder's record. So I, from back then. Shout out to Pumplinder's because Gerald is Pump in right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if, if any of them remember that. It was a hundred years ago. But I, you know, I was, it. I was experienced right now. Cause you work your body good, you work <laughs> your body right. I know you want to work that body. Hey, thank you, thank you. Anyway. <laughs> well, so, you better um, work it, baby. You hear me? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I'm in the studio, and they, and they, they, you know, they, um, and I'm singing, and I'm singing all day, and they literally offer, offer it to me on the spot right there. They're like, okay. Now here's what's funny. I was nominated for a whammy that year, right? Shout out to the whammy awards in DC. Mm -hmm. And back then your bands played in all the participating venues. And back then TJ Remington's, you know, uh, Bailey's if you will, in Silver Spring was a hot spot. Shout out to Spur of the Moment and them, Tacoma Station, Marshall Keys, you know, this is, these were the spots. This was before the half note and all that kind of stuff when it came to R&B music, right? Different from say Black Hole and all of the places that were specific to go-go music. And so I had, I was nominated for a whammy and my band was playing up at Bayless. It was a big deal. So I said to them, yes, I, I would, I, yes, yes, I'll take the gig, but I gotta go home because I'm nominated for a whammy. And I'm telling Bernard Edwards and Nile Rogers that I am nominated for the Washington Area Music Award. And they look at, you, at each other and go, what, what? I was like, I know you don't get it. I said, you know, it's, it's a whammy, it's like Grammy, but it's a DC thing. And I'm nominated, it's a big deal. My band is playing and I gotta go back and do my gig, but I can come right back. And they were like, Okay, <laughs> and I came back home. I did my gig. Um, at the time, I was also on the Odyssey. Um, I was one of the bands who. This is when the Odyssey had just, you know, happened, and I was one of the bands who, you know, had one side of the Odyssey as, as an entertainer. And I did, you know, arrange my gigs and come back, and the rest is history. So we actually have uh, your video. So if you can take uh -oh. a quick moment to go ahead and introduce this video. So oh, is this No More Color Lines? Yes, ma'am. Yay. Okay, that video. <laughs> Yay. I'm so happy. I am so happy. So like I said, I had, I, I was inspired to do something uh, with something I had written. Daryl and I wrote that song, like I said, and um, my ace, boom, coon, producing, fool, void battle, junior, honey, who produced my song, Real Brothers, who produced my song, No More, featuring DJ Rico, who produced Less Ride, that has Mickey on it, and, um, and Gilbert Pryor, and now this, and we have some other songs on the, on the burners that are waiting. We have another song called Post It Up, Boo, featuring Smoke, and, you know, I mean, Roy is just, uh, he's amazing. And when I called him, I said, you've got to do a go-go mix and don't talk back. 
And he was like, <laughs> what? To no more color lines? I was like, yes, sir. And he put his foot in this thing. So without, I, I had to say that because it wouldn't exist if he had not laid it down and called in the cats, Doug Crawley, Chuki Caldwell, Go-Go Mickey, um, Big G, Weensy, oh my God. And it just took it to a whole nother level. So this is No More Color Lines featuring the Go-Go greats as well as some of my rock star friends. Way too many to mention, but check it out.
the first to play it. <laughs> I haven't even played it. it here first, right here on Party Mode Live. Really did. I go go radio live, and that song right there was by the one and only Miss Silver, looking sharp, y'all. Thank you. And she said that we are the first ones to play it. Pal. You are the first one. Can and can I ask your opinion and tell me the truth now? Tell me the truth. What do y'all really think? I like it. I was actually over here singing. Imagine no more. Been on. You better sing. I was. I, I, yeah, I, was, I like it. I liked it too. I did. I like it too, but I should have been on it. I, I, okay. <laughs> I was the same thing, Rick, but I didn't want yeah, to say yeah, it. Yeah, we should have been. We we should have been my on bad, that one, Justin. My bad, y'all. I got. My I got. Bad. I, I, all I had to do say yes, sir. That's I all know, I Right, right. <laughs> I think it would bring uh, the age groups a little closer. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. I also had a question about uh Jamin Jay Lamont. I thought he was a comedian, but I said he was singing. Listen, he is a comedian. No, no, you're not tripping. Not only is he funny, he is so funny, but Learn. he is an incredible singer. And he just released uh, a new record, as a matter of fact, called Certified Love, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's got a new video and a new record out called Certified yeah. Love. I was wondering if anybody else caught that, that he was in the video, so. Yeah, That's man, he is, he's, um, I know he's like, you calling me? I'm like, boy, he can really sing, you know? I mean, I mean and it, what's so funny is that he's outstanding at impressions. If you've ever, I mean, he's he's got that, um, you know, he's got that thing that, that, you know, that like the Dougie Freshes and all of them have that they can, you know, beatbox and imitate people that you really know. And he can imitate instruments. I mean, he does a mean Ernie Isley, honey, that will make you think there's a guitar in the room. But he's, you know, and that's my boy. That's my friend. And, and um, yeah, it was, it was, I called, I called in as many of my, my folks as I could and said, okay, listen, I need y'all to, you know, help a sister out. And they all did. And, there's nothing like hearing um, people translate your song. There's just, there's nothing, you can't pay for it. And, and I am so thrilled and I'm even more thrilled that um, this go-go version, I mean, Wayne and Big G, I'm, ugh, I just cannot stand it. It just drives me, I'm just like, oh my God, they really did it. <laughs> and it's, and um, I'm so psyched, it's, I'm, I'm almost goofy with it, okay? Cause I'm just, just so excited about it. And um, Go-Go finally becoming the official sound of the city. Um, I, you know, I wish Chuck could be here to really know what impact and how it is now. You know what I mean? And, the, and all the newer bands that are coming out. And it's, it's awesome. It's, and I got to shout out my Belladonna girls, too. So that's, that's my girl. Cherie, Sweet Cherie was in. I brought her in Chic for like, and she was in the band for like six years. 
And I, a lot of people don't know that, you know, she, she also went to Duke Ellington and, and, um, and she's an incredible jazz head and all of that. <laughs> so yeah, I just shout out my I girl. I played that video um, with you guys, um, a video with you guys um, when the show first opened up. So yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Thank you. I missed that. I'm sorry. I got to go back and look at everything. <laughs> Uh, but, do you have um, any other shout outs that you want to give out before we let you go hold on, hold on. oh wow um do we have more do we have more i can talk to y'all all night <laughs> <laughs> i scared. we got a couple, we got got? A couple minutes hold on Who I had a, had a okay my dog is over here gilbert Pry. Okay, come on Rick. we got three minutes gilbert yeah. Pry, let's ride <laughs> yeah you did that with him you need to you two need to uh, go back in the lab and make a go-go remix on that. Go-go. Okay. I'm, listen, I will text Roy right now and say, uh, Rick, Rick has spoken. And, um, you know, it gets a little go-go-ish at the end. But uh, oh. because, he, you know, he had put Mickey in it in the end. But but I feel you. It could, it could crank a little harder. I ain't mad at yeah. that. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Do a remix. Uh, okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to text Roy and go, okay, you've got another assignment. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll it. say, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, he's a brilliant producer, brilliant producer. And, you know, shout out to, um, to everybody who is holding it down, who's putting out original music. It's not for punks. It ain't a game. And we need people to download. We need people to share. We need people to support you know, everybody's music, in particular independent artists and in particular independent bands, you know, so everybody out there listening, hold it down, get the app, tell people, you know, you know, keep our diligence because, you know, this is what we have. And thank God we have it. Thank God we, it's accessible and we have it. So get the gogoradio.com app, quit playing and spread <laughs> the love. And y'all follow a sister on, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on, um, I do want to tell you one thing. I'm on Instagram, right? At Silver Logan Sharp um, and Facebook, Silver Logan Sharp. There's also Silver Logan Sharp, the music page. I have a custom designed jewelry line called Silverware, S-Y-L-V-E-R-W-E-A-R.com, Silverware. Dot com. I'm wearing a little bit of it now. I have all kinds of people from celebrities to everyday people in it. Um, and, and my mother and I handcraft and make every piece, choose every stone, bless every piece. So when I'm not touring, of course, ain't nobody touring right now. But, you know, I'm usually doing that. It travels with me and I have a website called uh, silverware.bigcartel.com. And I've got a show called Feel Better Friday. It's a live music show. We're doing it virtually now. So I'm literally bringing people from all over the world. We're playing music together in real time with no latency. I had a guest from Sweden. I had Val from New York. I've had, you know, all kinds of people. I have another guest from California next week. So please, you guys, please subscribe to Feel Better Friday on YouTube and follow it on um, Instagram and Facebook. And I just thank y'all now for sharing in advance. <laughs> yeah. We will definitely make sure that we post that on our Party Mode Live page. So if you guys missed any of that information, we will repost it later on after the show thank tonight. You. So you can get all of uh, Miss Silver Logan Sharp's information um, from her jewelry line to her music to the video that we just played. Um, yeah. I definitely like the song. I like the video. It gives me like a, a 2021 feel of 
uh, Michael Jackson's We Are the World. So Wow. Wow. Like what a compliment. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, but thank you so much. It, it was, you know, definitely a labor of love. I almost didn't put it out because I thought, what are you doing? Don't. Da -da. And then, you know, um, you know, we all going through it right now and you got to use what you got. You know, you got to use what you got. So um, who knew? Who knew I would be on Party Mode Live or GoGoRadio.com talking about this song right now. So shout out to y'all for doing it. Bishop King, DJ Rick, DJ Nighthawk, my girl. I'm about to follow all of y'all right now, Miss Justice. Thank y'all so much for everything. I can't thank you enough. And God bless Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so before Thank you, you go, God bless you. before you go, we got to get you saying one thing. We got to get you saying, I am Silver Logan, and you guys are tuned in to Party Mode Lab, the party before the party. Say that one more time. The Party Mode. Party, party Mode, mode Live, the party before the party. Right. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Y'all ready? Am yeah. I ready? Party. Okay, let me get it straight. Party <laughs> Mode Live, the party before the party. Got yes, it, right? Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Silver Logan Sharp, and I am down. I'm listening to, grooving with, chimed in to Party Mode Live. It's the party before the party. Mm. Ow, DJ Rick. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I love y'all so much. Thank you. Love you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless y'all.